Welcome to the Two Geeks in a Microphone podcast, your one-stop shop for television, movie, video games, comic books, book reviews, and more. Now, without further ado, here's Stephen and Mike. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the Two Geeks and a Microphone New Year's Day show. I almost said podcast, but we're really podcasting and live streaming to a whole bunch of stuff. So <laughs> I am your co-host, Mr. Stephen Boster, along with my illustrious, wonderful co-host, Mr. Michael Shanks. Mike, say hey to everybody. Good morning to all you geeks out there in Geekdom Land and Happy New Year. I know if you're going to listen to the recorded podcast, it won't come out until the, I don't know, 7th. I don't even know what, I don't even know what Friday's date is. Right. (laughs) So um, this is coming to you from the past, I guess, at that point. Um, Right. But happy new year to all. Happy Um, new year. Happy new year. Happy new year, Mike. Happy new year, Stephen. Um, It's actually been a pretty good year. I mean, uh, especially yeah. for us in podcasting. Yes, absolutely. It's been fabulous. Um, so we are coming up, uh, what is it? The 15th is our the one 15th. year anniversary. Yes. The 15th is our one year anniversary. We will do a anniversary episode on that, that morning. Um, I haven't, we haven't decided a time yet. We might, we might, have met, we might want to push that maybe till afternoon or evening or something to see if we can get more viewers for that. Um, something for us to talk about off the show though. Uh, right. so we haven't, we haven't figured out all those details, but on the 15th, we will definitely have a live episode, um, celebrating our one year anniversary. We got some special things planned for it. Yep. Um, yeah. So yeah, just have to tune in for that. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I'm excited about what's going on and, and some special little things that we have for that. So if you're able to join us, keep on the lookout on January 15th. It will be our one year little spectacular. <laughs> It'll be spectacular for us. <laughs> Hopefully it's spectacular for the listeners. I hope. Right. Yeah, we've got some neat stuff lined up. And and I don't know about you guys, but if you have not seen our most recent episode with Mark Anthony Austin, where we talk about Boba Fett, uh, uh, the Book of Boba Fett ser- series, we episode. talk about episode one. He is hysterical, and and I'm just gonna I'm I'm just gonna spill the beans about something here real quick about that is before we started <laughs> the show, before we started the show, um, <laughs> Mark leans into the leans in on his microphone and into the camera. He goes, "Hey." Nobody said I had to be sober for this, right? <laughs> yeah, he said, no, it, it didn't state in the emails that I had to be sober for this, right? Right. And I, I started laughing. I said, oh, yeah, well, yeah, you're right. Technically, I, I never did stipulate that. Right. Uh, I hadn't really <laughs> thought of that. <laughs> but nonetheless, he was fun. It was a blast. He was. He was. So if you get a chance to listen to that, everybody, it was actually a blast. It was a lot of fun and uh, got some really interesting insights, even from Mark, uh, just his opinion and his viewpoint on the show. And, and uh, so it was uh, it was good. 
I I appreciated that. So um, let's see. Mark is a good guest. He he really is. He is a great guest. I really enjoyed it. Well, real quick, a couple of uh, some housekeeping things today. We are going to talk about Wheel of Time season one on Amazon Prime. Um, We are going to discuss that. Um, But if you want to check out more about Two Geeks and a Microphone, our website is twogeeksmike.com. Two Geeks Mike, the number two, geeksmike.com. Um, that's where that's kind of our hub for everything else. So for our Facebook, YouTube, you know, Twitch page, everything is there. Um, if you want to contact us, um, our email is show at twogeeksmike.com. And if you want to support us, um, buy us a coffee on Kofi. Um, it, it's funny, everybody, it's kind of like Patreon, but it's a little bit different and stuff so yeah you can buy us a coffee uh kofi.com slash two the number two geeks and we're on there and our page is on there and um so check that out um also we have our merch page that you can get all kinds of uh fun two geek stuff like shirts and mugs and and all that so um if you'd like to help support us with that as well okay man well um so what's uh, what's the game plan for today, Mr. Mike? Well, this is more your topic. Yep. <laughs> this is one that you wanted to do, and um, yeah. I'm happy to oblige to this. Thank uh, you. I had never heard of the Wheel of Time until you you brought it up. Mm-hmm. Um, this was completely new to me. Um, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I, I for the most part enjoyed it. Um, mm-hmm. I've never read the books, so I, you know, right. I had no, you know, anticipations for this whatsoever. There, so yep, he, Steven. yep. Here's my book. Uh, no. Eye of the World is book one. I've I've only read. Well, technically, I started reading it, then I got the audio book, and then I listened to it while I was, you know, doing yard work or you know, riding on my little, right. you know, of course, my tractor mower <laughs> thing and uh, my little John Deere. And uh, <laughs> oh, do you actually have a John Deere? I do have a little John Deere mower. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, Lee Leininger would be very proud of you. Yes, he would. Yes, he would. (laughs) I miss him. Someone posted. Lee Leininger was the church that Mike and I grew up in 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 high school, while we were in high school. The uh, Lee Leininger was a great guy. He was our neighbor across the street where I lived and a great guy. And someone posted him singing um, Oh, Holy Night uh, in Sherry. That was you. You shared it. Yeah. And I appreciate that. It was great to, I, to see him. I try to share that every Christmas because uh, growing up, we we always went to Christmas Eve services at FBC. And uh, Lee always sang, you know, A Holy Night. And it was kind of a tradition. Christmas doesn't begin till Lee sings A Holy Night. So, right. <laughs> right. So, so I try to sorry. share it every, every Christmas. Yeah, so that, there's our there's our little squirrel about John Deere. He always drove John Deere's, yeah. and he encourages to get John Deere's and that kind of a thing. So, absolutely. So then, um, so um, so I would listen to the audio book. Now, the audio book we were talking is almost thirty hours. I mean, wow. this book is. We were saying how many pages? Like seven hundred some odd pages, and it comes with a glossary. So. You know, you got a little dictionary in the back to help you with who's who and what's what and that kind of a thing. So So now you've only listened to the audio. You haven't read through the whole book yet. That is correct. 
That's correct. I started reading it and I thought, oh, I'll get the audio book because I have an audible credit and, and sure. I'll listen to it. So I started doing both. I, I would watch and read at the oh, same cool. time for a little while. Um, up to you the mean point. Listen where, and read? You mean listen? Well, listen, and, well, listen and read. Did I say watch okay. and read? Yeah, That's you fine. Said watch. Yeah, well, I, I mean, we are talking about uh, a TV series, so I, I just wanted to yeah. clarify. No, no. No, I would listen and read. And then I was like, well, I still want to, I was so involved in the story and I really enjoyed the story. I was like, well, why don't I do it while I'm working or why don't I, you know, do it while I'm doing stuff around the house or whatever. So that's how I finished it. So I didn't have the book and then it was kind of hard to find where I was for some of that. So, um, so yeah, so I, I enjoy the story. Now, one of our listeners, um, Andrew, you're probably listening, um, Andrew, his dad is the one who introduced me to the will of time. Oh, and he, okay. he had listened to all the audiobooks, not just once, uh, and I want to say twice that he's listened to them. And I was talking with him last night, and he's on, he's starting to listen to them again because oh, wow. of the show. Mm -hmm. And I got his opinion about the show and stuff like that. So, uh, Pretty, pretty pumped about that, uh, that discussion a little bit with him because he knows the whole story, the whole big picture of the Wheel of Time. Maybe we should be getting him on as a guest. <laughs> we probably should. We sounds probably like should. somewhat of an expert on this. And Yes. I'm nowhere near an expert on this. I'm not either. Um, but here's the thing. Uh, being that I've read the first book and I was really pumped about this show, I wanted to get your opinion as someone who I knew hasn't read the book. What did you feel about the show? Because, um, you know, before we went on, before we went on line live here, you had mentioned, man, there's some people who like the books that are really upset about some things in the show. Yeah. I, I watched some YouTube videos and in a, it appears that a lot of the fans of the book series are really, really upset. Um, and, and some of the videos I watched, I mean, I, I, I don't have a stake in this, this claim. So, you know, cause I haven't read the books. All I know yeah. is the TV series, what I've seen on the TV series, but um, just by some of the descriptions that some of the uh, YouTubers had used, I was like, okay, I, I could see why you might be upset about that. Um, you know, they excluded some, uh, pretty interesting details from the books outside the outside the the television series that yeah I think might have enhanced it a little bit but mm -hmm. there is this thought that uh, would it be too much for television too um, right. so so I was really interested in seeing as somebody who at least has experienced at least the first book what your take was on you know, the book versus the t television series. So um, I, I, for the most part, enjoyed it. And I will, I will tune in for season two. Um, Cause I want to see what happens. Uh, I did have a couple little complaints um, coming okay. into this um, as the season went through. Um, but overall I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. Okay. So, yeah. So, um, okay. So how do you, how do you want to approach this? Let's talk about our, our review of it. Um, overall, and then we'll kind of get into our spoiler territory like we always do. So we kind of give our reviews and stuff like that. So out of five, let's say out of, uh, out of five rotations of the wheel of time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. Let's do. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, Brenda <laughs> saying the internet is in Montana is wonky because of the snow. Maybe. It may it's be possible. by golly. It was sixty something degrees here yesterday. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. It was negative eleven last night. Holy and this crap. morning it is negative sixteen. Oh my gosh. I, I don't I don't even know what the temperature is this morning. Look, I know it was supposed to drop and we got some rain last night and I think they were talking snow for parts of the state and I don't know. I, I think we're maybe heading into real winter went weather soon. Yeah, um, which, which I'm not looking forward to. <laughs> I hear you. I hear. You. Okay. Uh, sorry, I Sedai. We'll just say we'll say out of five, I Sedai. So those are the okay. the thing the 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 women in the the women spellcasters or the women magicians or something like that. So Brenda says 38, 38 degrees right now. <clears throat> wow. Okay. All right. So I give this show um, actually four out of five. I said I. Oh, that kind of cool. rhymes. Uh, yeah, um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the. F- okay. I, I I enjoyed it. It was not perfect, um, but for as much as they were really trying to squeeze in such a rich story, you know what I'm saying? Trying to get all of that into uh, into season one and try to do some incredible world building. I really, in all openness, I thought they did a really good job. They really did. Um, they did change some things um, in, 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 in the story a little bit. Um, and they introduced some stuff from the other books early. So a part of me was like, well, okay, I get it. You know, you're trying to, to get a story going, you're trying to build it. Um, and they had some other things happen, um, that they were trying to make the best of the situation and stuff. So in filming, so in all openness, it was a worthy first season. I thought it was really good. It was a worthy first season. Um, I'm looking forward to kind of watching it again now that I've seen the whole thing. Um, I thought how they what they did with Royal, the Ogier, the the big guy, was great. I like him. He's one of my favorite characters in the story, um, and uh, so <clears throat> it's really uh, it's really interesting um, with him. I, I didn't think they used him enough, but you know that's just because I like him as a character. <laughs> Well, um, we, we all have our, our uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, our favorites? Yeah, yeah, that wasn't the word I was looking for, but, you know. <laughs> Preferences? No, it's still not the right word. I don't know. It, it, it's a penguin that fell off the iceberg. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, that should be another shirt we should make. <laughs> oh, yeah, that wouldn't be bad. Um, no, we all have our prejudices prejudices you know oh okay i think sure. that was what i was looking for you know because you 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 liked him a lot so you'd prefer to see him more in the episode but right now did he play more of a uh, role in the books yeah he's yeah a lot more okay mm-hmm. then i i think that's fair yes yeah <clears throat> well any of the characters, they were trying to do what they could with them. You know what I mean? There's so many characters to introduce um, and, and try to give you a sense of the world itself 
and and I get that. And you can only do so much. I mean, good night. If the audiobook is 30 hours and you're trying to do in what was it, eight episodes, eight episode, each one an hour, you're trying to take a book that is 800 pages and trying to do a hundred pages per episode. If, if you're just, you know, break it up, you, you can't do it. Not with will of time. You just can't. And right. um, so I think they're doing the best they can. Um, I wish people would stop saying, Oh, it's, it's Amazon's version of game of Thrones. I, you know, I heard that a lot. I did. Now I, I never, I didn't watch game of Thrones. So again, right. I don't have a dog in that fight either. Um, right. So, I have no idea if this is comparable to Game of Thrones or not. Only in um, the aspect it's kind of this medieval, you know, take. It's on. fantasy. It's sci-fi fantasy, technically. Right. Um, because it, they give you a, a glimpse of it in one of the episodes. Um, the the last, I guess it was episode eight, where they kind of did the, they they did the flashback. Um. Ooh, I better stop. Oh, I'll wait. Yeah, yeah, let yeah, me, yeah. Wait, we wait. haven't we haven't released the spoiler alert yet. So right, right, right. So I'm gonna, let me stop there. But because um, actually, I do want to talk about that too. Yeah, yeah. So it, technically, it is sci-fi. It is a sci-fi fantasy. Agreed. Film, uh, or, or TV show or book series, genre-wise, it does get plugged into. Like if 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 you look at the spine, it's Tor fantasy. So it yeah. gets put into the fantasy category. Mm-hmm. And, and and mostly I, I can get that. Um, and I understand that. So, um, but in there I, for first outing, I, I definitely give it a, a four out of five, easy, easy four out of five, if not 4.5 out of five, because okay. to give them credit for what the monumental task of what they're really trying to do to try to bring this to video, it was, it's an incredible first effort. It really is. And all openness um, kind of a thing. So I love the first book. I have not read all of the books, only the first one. There is, There are a lot of differences um, of what I remember, <laughs> you know, kind of a thing. And then um, so, but I get that. I, I get the whole, um, I understand they're trying to do what they can with what they have. So, okay, there's, there's my, there's my not so quick overall review. <laughs> okay. okay, so. Um, me coming into this and not knowing a thing about it whatsoever. Um, I, I thought it had interesting world building, uh, a little confusing at times, but, um, but mm-hmm. good world building. Um, the characters I thought were very interesting. Uh, I, I liked the powers and I, I liked the development of the powers. I thought that was cool. Um, uh, there again, I don't want to, I don't want to say, what lowers my score for me yet because that gets into spoilers mm-hmm. <clears throat> but but there's just this one thing that brings my score down so okay. i am we'll going to give this a 3.5 isodize okay um, yeah um for the most part i really enjoyed it but there's just there's something that annoys me that i i wish they wouldn't have done in this first season uh, maybe not even at all in the whole series, but we'll, okay. we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Okay, sure. All right. So, do we want the spoiler alert? All right. Let's do the spoiler alert, and I'll post the spoilers. Are starting. All right. 
<laughs> Since it's not Star Wars, we... right, right. We're doing our uh, Ghostbusters. Here it comes. <laughs> all right we are in spoilerific territory now all right well okay so to set this up and i probably should have done this in the first part let me tell you what the premise of the show is okay okay um now this is the show not the book the wheel of time follows moraine a member of the Aes Sedai, a powerful organization of women who can channel the one power with her warder lan she seeks a group of five young villagers from the secluded two rivers, believing one of them is the reincarnation of the dragon, an extremely powerful channel channeler who broke the world. The dragon reborn is prophesied to either save the world from a primordial evil known as the dark one or break it once more. Mm. So that's a, that's a fair premise um, for me in the first book. I thought it revolved more around, the who the dragon was going to become, which is right. of the characters that's Rand, um, Rand Althor. Rand is the dragon, is the dragon reborn. Now, I have um, to say, uh, uh, coming into this and not knowing the books, but learning as we went along that he is the dragon reborn because we do mm-hmm. find that out by the end of the season, right? Um, the end of seven, the end of seven, you find out, yeah. Right, yeah, it takes you all the way through, which I have to admit, going through the whole series, Brendan and I both thought that the Dragon Reborn was actually a combination of all five uh, of the characters. The way they're playing it, the I, I could see that. In, in the way they're introducing it, they're making it seem like there's something about all all of the all of the characters right. together. Now, now I, the way the last episode went. Um, mm-hmm. I do believe that Ran. It is Ran. I'm, I'm gonna, man. I am going to trample all over their names. Okay, that's okay. Just say Rand. Okay. Uh, it is. It is let out that he is the Dragon Reborn, and mm-hmm. I do believe that's the case. And I, I, knowing that now, knowing that, I do think the series should have focused a little more on him, um, and a little less on the. Uh, I want. I don't want to say witches because I don't really call them witches. The women, just Aes Sedai, just yeah, the, the Aes Sedai. Sedai in the a politics. Less, of the Aes Sedai. Right, a little less on the Aes Sedai and more on him because he is supposed to be our hero, and they really play him down a lot. Honestly, yeah, um, and I don't know if that was just part of the. Hey, let's. Um, let's try to get everybody guessing who it may be, you know, people who may not know the story, you know, now that's let, a possibility. I didn't think about that. Yeah. The, the, the book, in my opinion, follows Rand. Um, I mean, it follows all the, all the, all the kids. And what's interesting is in the first book, they're only like 14 or 15. And yeah, they make them out to be uh, much older, in like this. in their twenties. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because like, I mean, like uh, the one guy, uh, the one that seems to have the the power of the over the wolves. The wolf. uh, mm-hmm. He was married, mm-hmm. so. But yeah, then again, I, that's going not in into, the. <laughs> oh, it's not okay. Uh uh-uh. uh Nope. But then no. going in, going into uh, like a medieval time, they could be teenagers and be married too. So. Yeah. That wasn't yeah. uncommon for that time period. So, I mean, yeah, I guess you could. The, 
way. Yeah, the the wolf part with Perrin, um, you get indications of that through the first book, um, and, and it's really good. I really liked it in the book. I was like, oh, and I thought they did a really nice job with it in the TV series. I um, liked him a lot in this in this TV series, mm-hmm. and I liked the I liked what we're seeing of the development of the power so far. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, you know, I tend to lean toward wolves is one of my favorite animals. Okay. Okay. Uh, wolves right. and sharks. <laughs> I, I, I like the predators. What can I say? Um, uh, and, and I like very dominant pre- predators and wolves and sharks are very dominant pr- predators. Okay. Um, uh, I, I remember years and years ago, we we were trying to get into a role playing game uh, of werewolves. Actually, um, never really got into it though. But I have this mm-hmm. fascination with with dogs, wolves, mm-hmm. um, especially wolves. I love wolves. Um, I love huskies, so because they kind of okay. resemble a wolf in a way. Yes, so, yes. So I like this character a lot. I think he's a cool character, and I would like to see more of his development. Mm-hmm. You will. Goes on. You will. He's, he's, he, they're all important to the story. Sure. sure. Uh, they really are. That's why the books are so huge is because you're, it's not just one character that you're following. You're following a bunch and, and the interweaving of their stories and, right. and all. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So um, that's just a quick spoiler on the, on, you know, here's the end. It's Rand. Um, for me, episode seven was good. I enjoyed episode seven. Episode eight overall was kind of like, mm, that's not how I remember the end of the book, but in okay. all fairness, Robert Jordan, it does end abruptly. You know, I've always equated the book version of the ending to be very much like Star Wars Episode One, where they blew up the they blew up the command ship, and then and all of a sudden all the droids were powered down. You know, kind of a thing. They they are brokey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how the book ends. It ends real quick. And I was watching um, Daniel Green is a guy who's a big Wheel of Time fan. He's a YouTuber. And sometimes I'll watch his stuff. And um, I was interested to get his thoughts and, you know, on on the, you know, some of the Wheel of Time. And even Brandon Sanderson, who finished the series for Robert Jordan, because Robert Jordan passed away in 2007. Yeah, um, I wanted you to get into that a little bit since you you know a little more about the history of the books and stuff. So you were, you were telling yeah. That who was the author of, of Brandon Sanderson? Okay, so Brandon Sanderson wrote how many of the books? So okay, so um, let me. I'll, I'll tell the whole story. But okay. Brandon Sanderson gives his point of view as well. He he gives his thoughts as well. Uh, I didn't get a chance to watch that, so they did a live thing with that. So here's what happened. Um, if I remember right. Um, the, let me see here. I've got my thing up to remind me. I'm looking at the names of the books and trying to remember which ones I think it was. Um, I know it was the last three for sure that Brandon Sanderson did all of them. Um, and 
it, originally when Robert Jordan did the series, he planned it to be like 12 or 13 books. And um, he, he was, now this is the, the 1990s, the early 1990s is when they began. Um, he would write for, he was kind of like a ghost writer for some of the Conan, the barbarian books. And this is Robert Jordan. And, um, he was looking at some of the stuff about some of the fantasy books that were out there. And I remember him telling his, uh, copywriter who was actually, I think was his wife. They, you know, they got ended up getting married kind of a thing. Um, I think that's the story. Um, Harriet Medugal was her name. I don't, did they ever get married? Gosh, I can't remember now. Age. I hate age. Um, so he said, I could do this better. Age is better than the alternative though. <laughs> right. That's true. Um, he made a comment saying that he, he could do this. He could write some of the stories that were out there. He was like, I could, I could do these better. I could create my own story and my own epic and I could do really well with it. Right. And, um, and so he started to, um, and that's where we get eye of the world. Um, and what happened is, is in 2007, he passed away. He ended up getting, there was some kind of, he ended up getting some kind of, or he had some kind of disease or something very rare, something super rare. Um, and he wasn't able to finish it. Gotcha. And, and so when he passed away, Brandon Sanderson was very much influenced by the work of Robert Jordan. Um, he, Brandon Sanderson, great guy. If you catch his videos online, he's very down to earth, humble kind of guy. Um, he's Mormon. Um, and he sometimes teaches, you can get his writing classes online. He does them for free. Like when he teaches at the, um, at the Utah school, um, the university and stuff, he puts them online. Well, parts of them, uh, on writing, just down to earth. Nice guy. Um, so he wrote when J Jordan, Robert Jordan passed away. He wrote a eulogy. He wrote just a nice little piece about just who he was and, and what he, you know, just his influence and that kind of a thing. Well, Jordan's widow, Harriet McDougall read it. And was influenced by it. And based upon what he wrote in there, now Jordan or Sanderson was a young writer. And um, she was like, Hey, I'll, I think this guy can finish the work kind of a thing. Right. And so conversation mm -hmm. started and he gets asked to finish the Wheel of Time series. And That's pretty cool. um, it is. And so, when he went, he tells the story briefly. Uh, I, I'm trying to remember all this because when I started reading the first book, I was totally into it. I loved it so much. I was like, I got to find out the whole story, you know, the behind the scenes and all that kind of stuff. He, uh, what, what's interesting is the, if, if I remember this correctly, he stated his world building pages. Okay. So all his notes, all his scribbles of who's who, where's where, what's what in the detail that even Jordan put into his writing about what do the clothes look like down to the toggles, you know, I mean, oh, wow. just, just the detail. Um, so would you say it was a J.A.R. Tolkien type, uh, you know, details? Cause, um, Tolkien, Tolkien is hard to read. Um, 
in my opinion anyway uh you know he's he's a fantastic writer but mm-hmm. man tolkien can spend uh 10 pages explaining a blade of grass <laughs> right no offense to him like he's you know he's written the lord of the rings series and mm-hmm. it's you know held up as one of the greatest uh fantasy you know so, series of all time so yeah so how i equate that is as jordan excuse me as jr tolkien is probably the grandfather of fantasy i mean he really developed and created that genre and that's my opinion no um, i agree with you i agree with you totally i i think i think jordan became the father of modern fantasy um okay. And I think Sanderson is now the one today who is taking that forward. Um, And and so I, I I do believe that Tolkien inspired Jordan and Jordan definitely inspired Sanders Sanderson. Mm -hmm. Sanderson. So Sanderson's I have his, he's he's in the middle of his big Epic. Um, I think he's four or five books in now. Um, I have the first book, and I also have it on Audible. Uh, yeah, you know how we talked about Eye of the World is 30 hours long Audible? Mm-hmm. Uh, Way of Kings, Sanderson's first book, is 45 hours, and I haven't even started Holy. it. It's wow. huge. I haven't even started it yet. Um, so, um, <clears throat> um, so it's really fascinating – so Sanderson, it was so interesting how he um, – there was so much work. So of all these pages, we were, we were joking before, this, before the show, there's 4.4 million words in the whole series. It's, you know, oh 14 books. Technically, there's another book. And, uh, and so it was uh, – I was like, holy cow. That the world building is twice as much. The way Sanderson describes it, it's twice as much. It's huge. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so we just had somebody notes. chime in. Teresa. Teresa Simon. Is she correcting us on the pronunciation of Veshik? I do not know. Okay. Because she chimed in Vastek. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if she's telling us we were pronouncing something wrong or what. Anyway, right, okay. right. So, in all, do you prefer the books or do you prefer the television series? So, each one is good in its own right. Does that make sense? No, I think so that's fair. If you really got into the story and you're like, "Man, I really want to know all the details," mm-hmm. then, and if you're a reader, because if then read the books. If you are not a reader, um, the books are daunting and I'm not a reader. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's why I had to move to audible. So see, I don't know if I could read them or not. Um, I, I mean, I got to super get into it. Uh, I like to read. I, I do enjoy reading, mm-hmm. but I really got to get into a book in order to keep my attention like that. So, um, I mean, the TV series might be the better way for me to go, but then again, I'm hearing a lot of things that I'm like, oh, well, that sounds a little bit better 
you know, from the book side of things. So I don't know, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe an audio would be a good way to do it. Yeah. I, I, I know you're really into star Wars books and stuff like that. And you're right. my, you're my go-to guy on the star Wars books. Um, and I, I don't say, know everything about the star Wars books. Cause that, that universe is, is ginormous. So, yeah. <laughs> and I tend to play more in the, uh, um, legend side. Well, now it's the legend side more than I play into the canon side of Star Wars. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I do have my canon side of Star Wars that I enjoy of the books too. Like, right. I'm trying to keep up with the Thrawn books because those are my favorites, right? But, um, but, you know, I'd say, um, how shall I say this? Because you enjoyed the series, the TV series. Okay. In general, I mean, you enjoyed it and stuff like that. We'll get into more of that here in a minute because you enjoy that. I would say just stick with that because the, the books are so detailed and there's so much more to it. It may, you know, it's kind of like the Harry Potter movies. I read the, most of the Harry Potter books and I really got frustrated with the, the TVs or the movies because I was like, Oh dude, you left out this part. And it's so integral to the story, you know, and I'm forgiving, for the most part on, Hey, there's so much in a book. You can't get it into a show or to it. Right. Movie. Yeah, sure. I agree but with that. There are some things, even within will of time, I was like, dude, why, why did you leave that out? That was an important part of the story. Right. So, um, that's where I'm like, well, you know, I just stick with a TV series and go from there. Okay. Because I know you've got all these star Wars books that you're trying to now see to. my, my daughter's big time into Harry Potter and she's read all the books. She's watched all the movies. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, several Christmases ago, we we ended up buying her all of the Harry Potters on Blu-ray. And nice. We actually watched all of them, like in I don't know a couple weeks span or something like that. Wow. Okay. And uh, for the most part, I really enjoyed the Harry Potter movies for the most part. But uh-huh. we got down to the the last two, which I know was a two-parter, um, and I didn't like the last two as much as I did the other movies. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't know. I felt they went in a darker direction uh, with that part of the story uh, that I didn't feel felt uh, that I didn't feel um, matched with the rest of the series. Right. You know yeah. Um, so and I also didn't think that uh, uh, Hermione should have ended up with uh, what's his face. Ron. I, yeah, I didn't think they should have ended up together. I think she should have ended up with Harry. Oh. <laughs> and that's all for another show. Yeah, that's a different show. That's a totally different show. Just saying. I wanted to get it in there. Right. So I, I just my opinion is if if you really don't have time for the books, because the books are a commitment. I mean, you're looking at Eye of the World at being 29, you know, 30 hours just to listen to. Dude, if you have any Star Wars books I got to read. <laughs> right, right. So, well, you know, we'll you know, stick with that. Maybe I'll go through and I'll start. I'll go through these and get ready for next year or whatever for the next Wheel of Time. But, um, well, now, one of the things I wanted to comment that I'm hearing about the books is it, it, yeah. it says that the uh, Aes Sedai, uh, they, uh, in the books, they everything revolves around color. So each one of them have a different color. They have a different Um, role. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and they really didn't play into that at all in the TV series. And that was one of the criticisms I'm hearing from book 
fans of this series versus mm-hmm. television series that they're like, now you should have incorporated color. Um, but now that brings about a question tech, technic, you know, technical level of, you know, would that be too much on the screen, you know, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Uh, I personally hearing about it was a little intrigued and thought, well, that might've added to it, but there may be mm-hmm. something to the technical aspect of that also. So, you know, I, in all fairness, it, I thought they did a nice job in the TV series bringing it out. So they they did show there's different. They wore different colors. There was a different purpose behind the colors. You know whether it was you know war or knowledge or healing. You know they they did bring that out. Now in the first book, I don't remember it being so um, pronounced in the first book because the first book is really here's here's these kids from this little town in Edmondsfield and all of a sudden they're, you know, they're having their yearly celebration. Like I kind of, I imagine it kind of like a harvest celebration. What I think it was called bell time. And they didn't quite explain it really well in the, in the TV series, but um, you know, all of a sudden it gets attacked by Trollocs and how did they get there and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, and then here's the, these kids that have to take this journey and they're trying to get to the Aes Sedai capital or their location, you know, right. where they're at. The White and Tower. it's all about that journey. And, um, and so I, they introduced some more things. Again, as I said, I think they brought in more stuff from, the books later on books to try to introduce, to get people ready for more of the storytelling and world building. I would imagine, I would assume that they'll go more into detail about the colors later on, but there's only so much you can do. Sure. Um, you know, it's like, imagine, you know, Lord of the Rings, you don't get as much, you know, you know, they try to create these books and, you know, and there's some characters they just totally left out. Um, in the movies. And again, it's just, you do the best you can with what the time you have and, and the rules on trying to create those, those TV worlds, movie worlds, you know, kind of a thing. You can only do so much. So I thought they did a nice job of introducing it. I didn't like how the season opened, you know, kind of a thing. It kind of introduced them with the Aes Sedai and stuff like that. And there's a guy who can channel, you know, and it, I think it did a nice job of saying men who channel kind of go crazy. Um, I get that. Yeah, they, they alluded to that. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so it's it, in the lore behind that. I don't know the full lore, but just know it got tainted by the evil one for men. To, for If men channeled it, they would go crazy. And so there's a whole lot to that. Um there's just a whole lot of lore and even in the first book. And I think they tried to do the best they could to try to let's tell a story and we'll do different parts along the way. So um, like, for example, the beginning. So if you remember at the beginning of episode eight, you have, you meet, there's a discussion with, you find out who is the dragon reborn and they show the picture of out, or excuse me, the dragon, well, he was reborn too, but they, they show right. the they show the world and there's flying vehicles, you know, there's the sci-fi component and stuff like that. And and it's like five thousand, three to five thousand years before right we, where we're at today. 
Right. And and when that scene came up, I told Brenda, I go, um, look at look at everything in the scene. Look at their clothing, look at the, the furniture, um, look at the city. I said, You're you're looking at a much more technologically advanced culture mm-hmm. three thousand years before what we're watching in the season. Right. And I said, right. and then she makes the granted everything is in, uh, you know, done in a different language and it's done, uh, uh, through, uh, um, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> subtitles. Thank you. Subtitles. Yes. yes. Uh, it's done through subtitles and she makes the comment that, uh, something could set them back a thousand years. So, yeah. So, yeah the the whole the whole thing with the, the dragon reborn is there's always these prophecies of you know he will either he will either rebuild the world or he'll destroy it or kind of a thing the right. the, the original dragon is the guy who they're referencing that you get to see at the beginning of eight i of the world begins with a prologue of him going crazy and what happens and how he broke the world kind of a thing or something like that uh, it is if if i remember correctly the prologue is really intense it's really good um and the just this it's not really spoilers well we're doing spoiler we're, talking we're but, in spoiler territory so but this is kind of a book thing so what happens at the beginning is he he goes crazy he ends up well he does some stuff that doesn't realize that he's doing going crazy. It upset. Once he realizes what happens, he's getting taunted by some of the, the, uh, the forsaken, um, the, the dark one stuff. And so he, he kind of gives his life kind of a thing and he explodes. He kind of explodes for lack of a better term. And I'm not telling it. Grab no, those who are big fans are probably yelling at me right now. Um, (laughs) um, but all of a sudden, there's what's called the Dragon Mount. And that Dragon Mount happened after kind of he exploded. So when he exploded, a mountain appeared, kind of a thing. And that's what you see in the background of the Aes Sedai Castle, that big mountain, the Dragon Mount. Okay. So that's him. So do you remember at the beginning of, I think it was episode seven, where you see this pregnant lady who's just kicking yes. butt and right. stuff. So right. there's a whole lore about that of who she was a part of, who she was, um, that just now, see, I, I kind of, I kind of took it that she was actually the mother of, uh, what's his face? The, the dragon reborn. She is, she is okay. Randall Thor's mom. Grant, and, and then you find out that Randall Thor's dad was that soldier that found her. At the, uh, okay. And took care of the baby because she died. Right. Okay. Now, that location is there on Dragon Mount. Where all of that occurs is right oh, there on yeah. Dragon Mount. Okay. Okay. And, and that's the prophecy. And that the, drag, the, the new dragon would be reborn there kind of a thing. So, so does the mother and father know that he is the dragon reborn? I don't think so. I don't think so. Not you don't get that from the first book, kind of a thing. So yeah. So well, I didn't quite get that from the TV series either. Not Bio Dad. (laughs) 
Not bio dad. Yeah, it is not his biological father. That is correct. And and I'm sure they probably reveal later on who the biological father is or something like that. But um, but his dad, yeah. He's got a <laughs> excuse me, sorry. <laughs> um so his his adopted dad, you know, just a great man and and the, he has his own story too. It's just okay. there everyone has a story. The the amount of work that Robert Jordan put into each character is phenomenal. Hmm. Some of these writers, you know, we think, oh, they're just writing these books. But some of these writers for these fantasy things have world building that they create. It's almost like a oh, catalog, yeah. a dictionary of all these things that they they put into to help them as they're writing their story gotcha. and, and organize it. It's crazy. Okay. So okay. I want to get into my complaint. <laughs> okay. What's your complaint? We've seen, I think, at least three times where major characters literally died and then were immediately brought back to life. I have an issue with this. I, I don't like this. Um, Steven, did I lose you? I think I just lost Steven. Hey, so. It's coming back. Sorry. Oh, there, that's my right. internet, my internet's. Oh yeah. Your internet is low. So yeah, my big complaint was that these characters, uh, I, I think there were three of them that actually died and then were almost instantly brought back to life. Um, to me, this is a major problem because you, you're, you're not giving any weight to the characters in my opinion. Um, because, Oh, Oh, Steven just went out. So I'll just continue with this a little bit while he comes back in. So, my oh, there you're back. Okay, I'm back. Sorry. Good night. Okay. I, I don't know how much of that you heard. Yeah, um, I heard the part where the three characters died and they came back, and you don't like that. Okay. All right. Yeah, and I don't like that because I think that 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 takes away some trust from me as a viewer. That you know they're taking these characters seriously. Um, there's no weight to these characters then, you know, because at any time they could just die and then come back to life. You know, there's there's no payoff. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, okay, let, let's take it back to a series I know well. Let's go to Walking Dead. Okay. Um, Walking Dead is very well known for killing off major characters. And when they die, they die. They're not coming back. And you know it. And it right. tends to weigh emotionally on the viewers. Um, I think mm -hmm. this is a way this, this hurts your series when you just, you know, cause you just know, oh, well the character died. Oh, don't worry. In 10 minutes, they will be back. You know, no big deal. You know, and I know they do that a lot in comic books. You know, we, we've, we've seen it many times in comic books, but it's slightly different with a superhero, you know? So give me an example. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, you cut out there, Stephen. I did. So, give me an example. Give me an example of of one of of one of the characters that died in this. Yes, that came back. Died and came back. Well, okay. We'll take. Uh, uh, oh, see, I don't know the Just, characters' names well. the 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 two girls out of the, out of our five main characters. Um, the one she she dies in the last episode. 
And then the other girl like heals her on the spot immediately. And I don't know. I just think that takes away from it. Okay. And that, that was part of my reason for making this a lower score. Ah, okay. So the stakes, the stakes of the characters are. I think it would be better if you, if you teased that they were about to die. Uh huh. And then later came in and said, you know, said, yeah, they survived it rather mm-hmm. than actually having them die and then just mm, automatically be able to come back. I right. agree with you. I don't remember that being part of the story in the first book. Um, I could be wrong about that, but you know, as I remember uh, from it, the YouTube videos I watched, they said, no, that is not a part of the story in the book. Yeah. And, and then when she used the, her power, to actually heal the the one video I was watching, she said that is not the way her powers work. Yeah, that is not that is not stipulated in the books that her powers could actually do that. So yeah. that was something they done just for the TV series, and I I just think I don't think you should do that. I I it turns me off a little bit because I'm like, yeah, okay, well they died, but who cares? They're gonna come right back, you know? Right. Um, right. And, and you you do it once, okay? That's forgiving. Mm-hmm. But once you've done it multiple plot times in the same season, yeah, it gets redundant, and you shouldn't do it. That's mm-hmm. that is lazy story writing, right there. Okay. So, All right. I'll that's my that. critique. That is my critique. <laughs> I like. No, I I like that. I you know I in all openness, I'll have to agree with you because you know at the beginning where Nynaeve gets taken off by the Trollocs, I was like. Oh, right? what just happened? You know, um, was that? Let me let me double check something real quick. There was, uh, yeah, Nynaeve was the the wis- the the girl that played the wisdom, where she gets taken off by the Trollocs. I'm thinking, uh, I was like, she's got a big part to play in this story. What's right. going on? You know, and then, um, and then with her showing her abilities. Um, I don't remember that in the book with the dragon reborn mm-hmm. or the guy who they called the dragon, the, the false dragon, you know, kind of a thing. Right, yeah. Guy. It was interesting. It was good. That was a great scene. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed the scene. Um, Lan gets his throat cut and then she's like, no, you know, and heals him kind of a thing. Everybody right. else kind of thing. Almost right. everybody else. Um, I think he was almost dead. I don't think he was dead. Um, <laughs> the Princess Bride. He, I, I, as soon as I said it, that's where my brain went. He's mostly dead. He's mostly, He's mostly dead. dead. Mostly dead. He's not all dead. He said true love. <laughs> he said true love. Right. Right. <laughs> so um, Brenda said, yeah, she's the one who died. Well, Egwene was the one who died. At the end. No, 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 no. Nynaeve died. You're right. She's right. Nynaeve died at the end. And then Egwene brought her back. And and for those who are saying, yeah, that's not her powers, you know, the whole first book is them just finding out who they are in in realizing that there's something special about them. And yet they all have some kind of part to play, but you don't know what it is. There's a lot of intrigue, a lot of intrigue in it. Right. And stuff. So, um, 
So yeah, I would say um, I, I'll agree with you. I'll, I'll I understand that. That's a valid. That's a valid point about well, people are dying and coming back. You know, kind of a thing. So it's well, like it I said. I, I think I think I could be a little more forgiving if it just happened like once during the season, but we've seen mm-hmm. it like three times. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that's redundant. Um, it, it just, I don't know. It, it takes away from it in my opinion. If you do it once. Okay. That's fine. But right. right. I think that's, yeah. 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 That's good. I I do want to talk about one thing. One of the other changes that I realized was because of what was happening with the show production, but Matt, what'd you think of Matt's character? He was the guy who stole the knife, uh, and the knife kind of possessed him. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, in the beginning, I don't know. I, I was kind of eh about him, but as we went along, you, you can tell he's got this dark side. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know if that's partially because of the knife and what the knife has done to him, or Let's if see. he actually does have a dark side in him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that added something interesting to his character as we went along. Um, yeah. So yeah, I like that. I want to see where he goes. Um, and again, does that, does that play into our, our thinking of it's going to take all five of them and their powers? I mean, where does he play in with that? Because it seems mm-hmm. like if he has any powers, they're more falling on the dark side. I, I say mm-hmm. dark side to be, uh, for lack of term here. Um, not, not, compared, not comparing it to Star Wars. <laughs> right. We'll just say dark side. There's the dark one. You know, right. Well, yeah, we have the dark one. That's true. Who's, yeah. Who, who is it, it all open is kind of like the father of lies. He's the guy who's, you know, in, in our culture with Christianity, you would call him the devil, you know, kind of a thing. He's the one who's manipulating stuff all throughout the whole, you know, the whole series. Now and, about the dark one, the, the mm-hmm. one that, 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 uh, um, goes up against again. I don't know their names. Rand and uh, Moraine. Moraine. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that goes up against him. He isn't actually the dark one. He's, no, he's not. Okay, he's kind of like a. Uh, he's one of the forsaken. So if so you've if, seen, if we're playing a video game, he would be uh-huh. the one you have to get to to get to the big boss. You had to right. get through him to get to the big boss. Right. If, right. If we were playing he, video games. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's the, he's the boss before the big boss. Right. Um, okay. The, um, he is part one of the forsaken and you get a glimpse in the first, when, when the one guy, when the one Aes Sedai dies and her warder or, you know, her protector, you know, that guy, was really sad and he was saying this prayer and this old prayer and it was really about protection. Yeah, okay. Well, all those little figures were representations of the forsaken. The forsaken are kind of like if if you in Lord of the Rings, you have Sauron, who's the big bad, and he had the Nazgul, who were the the human riders, you know, the guys who were human who ended up becoming the the they rode the little dragons and they were, you know, had the blades and the really creepy guys going after the ring kind of a thing. They're knights right. for lack of a better term. Um, 
that's that's kind of how the forsaken are. They're guys who have given up their lives to have eternity, um, but they're you know they're kind of tied to the dark one, kind of a thing. Right. Um, we we see Rand in the book. Rand battles one one of them in the book, and and we before he. It's funny that you mention that before he meets you know, the dark one, you know, kind of a thing. So it's, um, it's really, there's this whole realm of, you know, they kind of introduce it a little bit about the, the, um, this, the dream world. Um, and you know, we think sleep and dreams, but it's a little different than that. And, um, it's kind of like well, being yeah, they, out of body experience. Right, they're kind of they kind of have moments of that in in these episodes, mm-hmm. where like like uh, Rand when he has that moment where he pictures himself with uh, the one girl and they're married and they have the daughter and it's you know almost like the the perfect scenario for him and everything, mm-hmm. and then he realizes wait a minute none of this is real, and he's actually asleep, and. Uh, and then she's holding him with a knife to his neck, telling the 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 evil. Well, he's not the evil one, but the whatever his name is. Anyway, <laughs> what, what was his name? Hang on a second. His name Ish Ishmael Ishmael Ishmael. Yeah. When she's telling Ishmael, if he doesn't choose the right path, I'm going to choose it for him. Saying right. she's gonna slit his neck. She's going to so, kill him. Right. So mm-hmm. she doesn't want to risk the world breaking again and going back, you know, a thousand years kind of a thing. But so, yeah, we get those moments of the quote unquote sleep where they're asleep and they're mm-hmm. seeing different things and almost right. different worlds and stuff. So, and we even see that with her cause she's asleep at some points of this too. So, and I, I thought those were interesting. I like yeah, those. it's a big it's a big deal within the realm within the within the storytelling that there is this whole part of that supernatural dream world kind of a thing, which is a big deal. And also, yeah, so and you saw the way they the the cinematographer tried to show that in episode eight was what was happening in the room at Eye of the World, and then also in the dream world at the same time. You know, yeah. Kind of, the you know and and that was that was okay that was neat and stuff i just remember it being so different in the book and uh, right. and how it all played out so and and you know the more i think about it the more i'm getting over myself on oh it's not like the book <laughs> you know um and just enjoying it for what it is and that's why i really want to get your opinion on it all because and i appreciate you taking the time to watch it because i really wanted to see okay here's someone who hasn't read the book what did you think about the story? What did you think about what you saw? Because my, my first concern was like we, we've talked about in some other things on if you don't know the lore, was it hard to pick up what was going on as the story progressed? Well, now, okay, being a Walking Dead fan, now I, I went into Walking Dead um, not really knowing anything about the books. I hadn't read the books. Um, I didn't start Walking Dead until a couple of years after The Walking Dead had gotten really popular. And mm-hmm. I just happened to be, you know, I was looking for something to watch on TV. I found Walking Dead and I'm like, all right, everybody's raving over this show. Let's let's see what it's all about. And I watched the first first uh, episode and I was hooked right away. I'm like, 
this is really intriguing. I, I like the story. You know, I'm like, okay, so it, it's, you know, it's hooked me in. Um, and I've continued with it. I have read the books. I mean, the, you know, the, the graphic novels, the comics, um, mm-hmm. I've read the, Oh, I have read a couple of the novels too, by the way. And, and it's interesting in the walking dead world, even the novels differ from the comic books, which differ from the TV series. They all have different interpretations of what's going on. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes certain characters, like for instance, Daryl is one of the most popular characters in the TV series, and he's never even in the the comics. The character's not even in the comics at all. Oh, you know? um, and and you know the comics are intensely popular. They're they're huge. Mm-hmm. Um, but I read the comics, and again, I was a big fan of the comic too. But I'm like, you know, I can see a value of the TV series being different from the comic books in the fact that, uh, you know, if you read the comics, I had, I had an idea cause you know, I started when I started reading the comics, I, you know, I actually got caught up to where I was in the television series mm-hmm. and I would get to points. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, these guys are coming up in the TV series. So if you read the comics, you, you, you kind of know what's going to happen. Okay. But, okay. But the good thing about the TV series where they change it is if you're a fan of the comics, then you may not totally know what's coming. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. Oh, well yeah, that's coming, but it's a different take on what happened. And then they might do it a little differently and they might mm-hmm. change a character here and there. So I think there's some value to not having it exactly like the books. Um, okay. And again, I'm coming into this not reading the books. Uh, I'm not a fan of the books of Wheel of Time. So, again, I don't have a dog in the fight there. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> Brenda put multi-universes. <laughs> I, I don't look at the killing. Uh, uh, I don't look at um, Walking Dead as multi multiverse, though. I just look at it different interpretations. As a different interpretation of the yeah, story. It's a, little, it's a little different than Marvel and DC, where those are definitely multiverses. Um, mm-hmm. And I would think th- this book series, would. I would look at this very similar to the way I look at well, Walking Dead is, yeah, you're, you're going to take the basic premise from the books, um, but you're going to slightly change it. So, you know, you, mm-hmm. you give the viewers something to anticipate and not expect everything that's in the book. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. So yep. I, I think I like that's that. one way to look at it. And I know there are book readers uh, out there who, who are like, no, I read the book and I want the book. Ex- I want the, the television series exactly like the book. Yeah. I get it, but I think there's some values to be said there. So I, you know, that's, that's all it, I've got to say about that. That's all I've got to say about that. Uh, I would say that it goes back to headcanon, you know, where we talk yes. about, you know, and I think for some, they've created this hand headcanon and they don't want to mess with it. And they're like, yeah. they've pictured everything. I but, understand you know, that too. I understand that. Yeah. Too. And I think for me is I'm not, I've only read one book, so I'm not super. Well, you're invested. not married to your head cannon yet. <laughs> I'm not married to my head cannon. 
<laughs> so right. your head canon could actually incorporate both the books and the TV series as you go along. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Gotcha. And so I'm okay. I'm interested to see where they go with it. I, I do feel like there wasn't, you know how in movies and stuff, you always have that third act and there's this great build and this great battle and stuff like that. I, um, I've, I, the, the reason I didn't give it a full five or anything is because well, one, it's, it fizzled. I think it fizzled. There wasn't a great big battle fight sequence of seeing, you know, the best fight sequence in the whole thing was the opening episode. And I loved it with Moraine and the Trollocs were coming and you got to see her and Lan, her, you know, her warder. Fight oh, that was very that. Lord of the Rings feeling there. Yeah, uh, it was great. I really felt like I was coming into Lord of the Rings there. Yeah. And, and I, it was, I was like, this first episode is great. It's really good. I loved it. And, uh, so, and then I was like, well, okay. The, the story where they go to the, um, where they go into the empty city. Um, oh, what was that called? What was that called? What was that called? What was that called? Um, they go to, Shadar Logoth, Shadar Shadar Logoth. So that's a city that was empty and all the story, you know, kind of a thing. I thought, oh, they did a really nice job with that. That is in the book. Um, little different. There's a character there in the. There is a character there in the city that they don't talk about, and and I understand why they were trying to leave it out. You, you just can only do so much. Right. Um, but but the fact that yeah, there's this blade that that. Matt takes and stuff. Now, another thing about Matt is that actor had to leave the show. I don't know oh, why. Really? He actually goes with them in the book. He goes with them to the whole, that whole journey through the gates, you know, to the eye of the world thing. And, um, he, through that, uh, that like the, I, I don't know that it looked like a world kind of a thing. Yeah. That, like destroyed forest is what it looked like to me. Oh, 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 no, 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 no. That was oh, the okay. uh, the blight. No, oh, the ways. Well, they went through the ways. It was really dark, and they were, you know, and okay. they were trying to make their way. They were, you know, hopping interdimensional warp speed or something, you know, kind of you know, kind of a thing. Um, right. That does go with, with them, if I remember correctly. So um, I was like, well. Oh, yeah, the, the scene that looked um, very much like uh, – uh, What's the TV series? Um, gosh, where, where they they go through the big ring? Uh, I Stargate. Didn't, Stargate. Yeah, it, that reminded me of Stargate a lot. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which, by so, the way, the star, um, Stargate is who? The Stargate. Yeah. Who's the star of Stargate? Who's the starring actor in Stargate? Oh, MacGyver. Uh, Al Richard Dean. No. The other one, the other one, Anderson, the other one. There's, there's. Oh, one. Michael Shanks. <laughs> thanks, thanks for picking up on my joke there. <laughs> right, the TV series that actually was played by right James Spader in the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was Would you good. believe that I've was... never actually watched that series? <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad. I watched it. I've watched. Uh, I used to have all uh, most of it on DVD. I have friends who are fans of it, and they're they're amazed at the fact that I didn't get into it. I'm like, yeah, I just didn't right. get into 
but even yeah, though it's one of the stars of the show is my namesake. <laughs> right. Yep. <laughs> anyway. Yep. Sorry. Uh, so I forgot what I was saying. Probably don't. Oh, oh, the actor. So for some reason the actor had to leave the show. So, so he's I, not going to be in season two then. Oh, the, they have had to recast the character for some reason. Oh. Um, so that's all I know. That's all. I don't know anything else on that. I don't know any juicy dirt or anything. I don't, you know, there's just some reason. Well, I'm not worried about juicy dirt. It just kind of sucks that he's not coming back. I liked him. You know, I yeah, thought he was I, a good character. I thought he, I thought he acted well. that character. Great. Yeah. Really so, good. Yeah. I'm not worried about the, I don't know. I don't I ain't worried about the dirt behind that story. I just, yeah, I, don't, I would just I prefer the same actor to come back if it's possible. Right. <laughs> you know? So, right. Yeah. That kind of sucks. I'm kind of bummed yeah. by that. Dang. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He, I think he acted it great. Yeah. But he said played he played it guy well. well. I agree. Yeah, Brenda, he did. Well, or or a guy who is struggling under the dark. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. He was really, he was yeah, really I, guess, best. I guess we don't really want to call him, per se, the bad guy, because he's not quite that yet. Right. Where he's going with the character, you mm-hmm. know? Um, yeah, he's under the influence of, of, yeah, of a bad guy, so. Yeah, of the bad guy. <laughs> right. The the Trollocs looked great in the in the opening episode. In the last yes, episode of the battle, I was like, oh, it's pretty shady, you know, or it's pretty dark. It's hard to see. So, um, but in the first episode, they looked fabulous. I fabulous. thought so too. Um, the shade was awesome. Yeah. Um, was just great. I, 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 I thought the effects of this were done very well. Um, I, I had seen some complaints online saying, eh, of course, you always see this, you know, oh, it didn't have the great of effects. Well, OK, number one, it's, it's TV. It's not movie. It's so not movie. T- TV doesn't get the budget that the movies do um, mm-hmm. unless you're Disney. And even Disney TV uh, gets toned down a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Mandalorian was probably the height uh, of what we're going to get. And, but that's mm-hmm. because they have the volume and the volume is probably one of the greatest inventions in, in movie cinematography as, as of today. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought the effects were done very well in this show. I, I you know, for a TV series, I, I was pretty impressed with them. I liked I it. I, I thought they looked um, convincing, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so it would be interesting to have uh, Mark, Anthony's take on on the effects on this and see what he thinks being you know oh, in the yeah. industry and stuff, or maybe I, maybe even Paul Bateman. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. sure they can have some great insights on on that. Mm-hmm. But, um, but me <laughs> as a as a viewer and and somebody who doesn't have the knowledge in that, I thought it looked well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First episode was a great opening. I think I heard a rumor it was like 10 million an episode. Wow. Right. Which was huge. People are like, what? Or maybe that's for their new Lord of the Rings thing, too, because they're Amazon's doing Lord of the Rings as well. So, yeah, I haven't heard good things about it, though. <laughs> I haven't. I don't I don't we'll, know. Anything we'll about it. be we'll weigh that one as it comes out and we'll see where. Yeah, it goes. we'll see where it goes. Yeah. So, um It'll be interesting. You know, I hope Wheel of Time is able to carry the story through um, really because it's really 
in other words, they get their eight or nine seasons out of it or however many they're going to do. I mean, realistically, you could do one book and have it all, what, you know, 14. You could do 14 seasons easy. You could, you know, if they had to do all well, of if them. If you were doing like a season uh, per book. Per book. Yeah. You, but let, let's let's be realistic. Is a TV series going to last 14 years? Um, that's pretty rare. Not, you know, life cycle is very rare. Yeah, most life cycle seven years. Uh, I, I Walking Dead is now I think on its tenth season. I want to say. Yeah, but I've heard Walking Dead's been. They've already peaked. Well, Walking Dead's problem is they've uh, uh, they've overextended themselves because they now have up to three series, and um, yeah, I started watching the other two. One of them I have no interest in at all anymore. I'm just mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm done. I, 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 I don't like it. I, I can't stand it. Uh, the other one, when it started, I didn't like it. Um, I didn't care about any of the characters. So, like, when Walking Dead, somebody died in The Walking Dead, it was like, you know, I said, you you as a viewer, you get emotionally attached to some yeah. of these characters. Mm-hmm. And in Fear of the Walking Dead, when it first started season, when it first started, like the first two seasons, they were killing off characters, and I'm going, yeah, okay, great, let's go on. I I, I didn't care, you know. Right. Like, oh, well, good. Right. <laughs> now we can get somebody better. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's what they did. They actually did. They brought some of them in from the main Walking Dead, and they actually made the. They kind of reinvented the show in like the second or third season, and I was like. Yeah, I like this better. So I continued mm-hmm. watching that, but the other one, I don't even I don't even remember what it's ca- called now. I could care less. Um that one I just have no interest in at all. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think Walking Dead is overextending itself. So I you're saying even if Will of Time was able to continue, they would have to do it in no more than 10 seasons, if not probably 7 or 8. I, I think so. I think so. Okay. I think you 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 got to make plans to wrap this up in probably seven seasons that that's what I, that's just my prediction. So I would say, um, for overall going back, my, um, I do appreciate what you said about people dying and then coming back, you know, in the show and stuff like that. Um, I, that's good insight. I would say overall, for the first attempt to take such a complicated story or in-depth, not complicated, in-depth storytelling um, and try to make it into a TV series, I would, I'd, I, this was a great, this is a great um, first attempt or beginning. This is a great beginning. It could have been worse. It could have been better, but it could have been worse. I thought the first episode was a great Sunday. So uh, thank you. I, I do have to say thank you for taking the time to watch it for me. I, you know, with me. Thank you for doing that because I know this is not your normal cup of tea. Um, no, it was okay though. You know, I, I still enjoyed it, and I, yeah. you know, the show isn't about everything that I like. I want to make sure we get things that you want to watch too. So when you said, "Oh, I want to do this," yes. I said, okay, well, you know, yeah. this, this sounds like something you're you know, interested in. So yeah, I want to do it too. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, um, I read the first book and what I remember of it, cause you know, it's such a big book and I read it like last summer. 
um, you know, was it last summer? No, it was the summer before. Wow. It was the summer before. So it's been a while. Um, I probably should have gotten it ready and stuff. Now we can watch season four of Cobra Kai. Yeah, yes. okay, yeah it came out yesterday. Well, we, we, we have to get back into, we got to rewatch Firefly. Um, oh, yeah, maybe, that's I should, right. maybe I shouldn't say that. Oh. Uh, let's just put it this way. Uh, we need to do Firefly for something coming up. Yeah, well, we've got a crossover event coming. You've already mentioned it. Yeah, but I didn't remember. I didn't mention our subject. So and I, I don't know if our our uh, podcast uh, buddies wanted us to say the subject. So I hope I didn't. I hope I didn't give away anything. But oh, I will be fine. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, Angie, thank you so much for your post. Angie said, "I want to say thank you for both." Yeah both of us to keeping her entertained last year. So thank you. Uh, We've, we've appreciated your support and also. um, Brenda loves Nathan Fillion. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. He, um, my first interaction with Nathan Fillion was Firefly. Yeah. I think think that was mine also. Yeah. So I'm not going to say anymore. Then I found out he's the voice of Green Lantern in yeah. a lot of the DC animated stuff, which I was, you know, I loved. I thought that was right. great. So um, I'm I'm a fan of his. I'm not as big a fan of his as, as my wife is. Yeah. She, she's continued to watch several of his series since Firefly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've loved Castle. Yeah, um, she was a big fan of Castle. Uh-huh. One Life to Live. I heard that a long time ago. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I'm not in a soap opera guy, so I'm not in a soap opera. About that. And then um, we're not talking soaps on this show. Sorry, <laughs> you start your own podcast unless it's unless it's <laughs> soap. <laughs> I'll talk about the original soap uh, with Billy Crystal and you know the TV series soap. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, that's woo. the rookie. I only watched the first two seasons of the rookie, and then I just. She loves the rookie. Got busy with other things. So I, I watch um, it off and on with her. You know, I'll be like, oh, what's going on in this? And then I'll, I'll move on to something else. <laughs> right. That's like my wife, Kelly, she with Grey's her. Anatomy. She's been keeping up with Grey's Anatomy for a long time. Uh, okay. uh, but I don't know if she's really got into this most recent season. So anyway, um, we do have a uh, crossover podcast coming with uh, – the Nerdery and Murdery podcast, which is a very good podcast. If you have it, really is. Out, they do a fabulous job. I recommend checking out their show. Yep. And besides that, we're going to be uh, crossing over with them, so you definitely want to check out their show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll, it's going to be fun. They're a hoot. They're funny. Yeah. Good guys. But, I, but they do their homework. Yeah, yeah, they're not like us, <laughs> right? They actually know what they're talking about. <laughs> All right. Anything else on the wheel of time? Uh, no, I'm just looking forward to it. Uh, any other comments? Let us know, or you know, any other questions or anything anybody has to add. Where we goofed up in our 
our uh, discussions and, and all that. We're just two guys who happen to watch the show, and I just happened to read the first book a year and a half ago, and hey, let's talk about it. So we probably got some details wrong and stuff like that. But what did you guys think of it? Let us know in the comments. What did you like about it? What did you not like about it? Would you, are you excited for the second season? Are you not excited for the second season and stuff? I'm going to watch the second season. Hands down, I'll still watch it. Because I want to see what happens and and how they do it. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, I'm definitely going to in for the second season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not, you know, I, I, I was turned off a little bit by the whole, you know, let's kill them off, let's bring them back, let's kill them off. But that wasn't enough to go, all right, I'm done with the show. It was just something that I was annoyed with at that time, you know, mm-hmm. of it happening. But, yeah, mm-hmm. again, it's not enough mm-hmm. to say, oh, well, I'm done with the show now. So Right. I have enough investment in some of the characters that I'm like, yeah, we got to see where this goes and see what happens. So so which ones, uh, uh, which ones would you say are your favorite characters? Like I, uh, I thought the, the actor Rosamund Pike with Moraine did a great job. I love the interaction between her and Lan, her warder. Um, and, uh, Loy, Loyal, Loyal, the, the Ogier. The big, the big guy, the, the library loved, guy. Yeah, loved yeah. him. Um, I, I like, I like Rand, whatever his name is. See again, Rand I, I like him a lot. I'm really intrigued of where they're going to go with his character. I hope they develop him more, um, especially since he's the Dragon Reborn. I think you have to. Um, right. like I said, I, I like the guy with the the wolf abilities intentions whatever it is yes that's Perrin I think he's really interesting um there there's a lot more to that story um that is really exciting from my right. understanding what I have been told yeah of what he can do oh yeah and then I I think I agree with you I like uh what's her name the Aes Sedai and her I don't know the Asian guy <laughs> Oh, Moraine and Lan. Yeah. yeah. I like them a lot. I, I, I think they're really interesting characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I could follow an adventure just with those two, actually. The two of them? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I think they, they could do some really cool adventures on their mm-hmm. own outside mm-hmm. of the main story. I, I think that would be interesting. And I'd, yep. I'd tune in for that. So, Yep. 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 All right, man. Well, hey, thank you. Thanks so much for doing this. We've already gone almost an hour and a half on on this, which longer than I thought we'd do. <laughs> um, uh, I should make Chris chat with y'all for the show because he read the books. Uh, oh, yeah. Be good. Everybody, that's for me and G. Sorry, I should put that on there and stuff. So, yeah, it would have been good to have him join us because we probably have some questions for him. Well, maybe season two. Right on. Or even as we prepare for season two, we do uh, get some, you know, spoiler action stuff going on. Okay. What's going on? All right. All right. Well, cool beans. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Um, wow. Wow. There's, that's been an hour and a half. And I still don't think we even touched really all of what was all in that show kind of a thing. So, uh 
Yeah. So everybody, thanks for joining us. My name is Stephen Boster. I'm your co-host along with Mr. Michael Shanks. We are excited that you join us. And if you want to check out our website, twogeeksmike.com, twogeeksmike.com. If you've hung out with us this far, thank you. Yes. <laughs> thank Definitely. you. Uh, we do know a lot of people go back and listen, and we'll have this actually on our podcast Um uh, next Friday yep. uh, as well. We just do these live and just have a good time and interact with folks. And then, um, then we'll post it later. If you have comments, suggestions or anything, you can check out our show at two geeks, Mike.com. Or you're going to say, Mike, I'm sorry. And you can always rewatch them on Twitch or YouTube. They're all available yes. there. <clears throat> they are. They are by golly. So we're, we're kind of having fun. It's, it's uh, interesting doing this. And all, and uh, also check out our Kofi page if you want to support us. Um, Kofi Two Geeks, um, we use that money for our Lamborghinis. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, we do it to pay for all the stuff. How much it costs to do all this kind of stuff? Or, you know, I want a Diablo. <laughs> you want a you want a Diablo? Yeah, uh, I want a Diablo. Right on, right on. We're working on it. We're working on it. So anyway, we're just paying for it. Like our newest thing is to do this restream stuff and uh, also pay for our yearly podcast. And um, this stuff takes money to do. So um, if we've been a blessing to you, you've enjoyed it, just buy us coffee. Minimal is three bucks. And uh, and that's kind of the cool thing about that. So all right. Well, cool beans. Well, thank you so much. And uh, Mike, I'll let you close us out. All right, with that said, over and out, and may the force be with you. Thank you for joining us today on the Two Geeks and a Microphone podcast. Tune in next week when we will have more news and reviews. Until then, 